This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are in the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We've got the newscast coming up for you here in just a second. We've also got some some bonus content at the end of the show. We're going to give you a snippet of an interview we conducted with someone who's argued a case before the Supreme Court, actually. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll hear more later. Not, nothing less, nothing left to uh, tease. You'll hear more of the tease uh, later. The tease of the tease of the tease. We're on, we're in the inception of tease here. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to the Washington Capitals. Congratulations, Sam Knight, the the number one Capitals fan here. Barbara Bush behind the goal, playing uh, playing exceptionally well. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think I remember hearing a stat last night that uh, the Capitals are one of four teams to get back-to-back shutouts in game six and seven of a playoff series. Hmm. They never gave credit, though. They never gave credit to no. my girl, to my girl, B, <laughs> BB, Barbara Bush Ghost, MVP. <laughs> BBG, MVP. <laughs> All right, we've got a haiku to read here. Just a reminder, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Go there and throw a few bucks at us. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just thinking about how uh, what, what, one of my favorite uh, or, or the Capitals blog I go to, they keep putting out shirts throughout the playoffs, like shirts related to the playoffs and stuff. Maybe we should make a uh, Barbara Bush ghost shirt. Maybe we should. Fans, let us know. <laughs> Would you buy a Barbara Bush ghost shirt? Call the rant line. Let us know. 202-684-6108. Again, check out our Patreon. Throw five bucks a month at us. You get access to bonus content like our Sentinel cast, which comes out tomorrow. You also get your own haiku read on the air. And we're going to read one right now. This one is for Kami Red Eyes. After the revolt, all eyes will be clear and smooth. Free Visine for all. Thank you, Kami Red Eyes. Yes, thank you, Kami Red Eyes. And thank you to our new Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. It's Thursday, May 24th, 2018. Here's the news. <laughs> Trump administration is pulling out of next month's summit with North Korea. The White House made the announcement this morning, just minutes before Secretary of State Mike Pompeo appeared before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Here's Pompeo driving the message home by reading the public letter released today from President Trump to Kim Jong-un. I was very much looking forward to being there with you. Sadly, based on the tremendous anger and open hostility displayed in your most recent statement, I feel it is appropriate at this time to have this long-planned meeting, or inappropriate, excuse me. I feel it is inappropriate at this time to have this long-planned meeting. Pompeo admitted that he helped write this letter. Yeah. As he reads it, it certainly doesn't seem like it. He, he, he's the leading voice for the United States. He is 
who the world is looking to to represent us as our leading diplomat. He can't even read his own fucking letter. Anyways, continue, Mr. Secretary of State. Therefore, please let this letter serve to represent that the Singapore summit, for the good of both parties, but to the detriment of the world, will not take place. You talk about your nuclear capabilities, but ours are so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. Oh, I see we're back to doing this again, talking about how big our nuclear weapons are. And and the passive voice will never never have to be used. They just get used. No one knows how. They just get used. It's just sort of like how Palestinians just die, according to the New York Times. I felt that a wonderful dialogue was building up between you and me, and ultimately is only that dialogue that matters. What? Someday, I look very much forward to meeting you. In the meantime... I want to thank you for the release of the hostages who are now home with their families. That was a beautiful gesture and was very much appreciated. If you change your mind having to do with this important summit, please do not hesitate to call me or write. The world, and North Korea in particular, has lost a great opportunity for lasting peace and great prosperity and wealth. This missed opportunity is a truly sad moment in history. Sincerely yours, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America. No, but really, please call or write me. I still uh, love you and still want to make this happen. This is off and we can nuke you, but call me. Call me. <laughs> now, when the administration says North Korea is being hostile, uh, that's not exactly accurate. Last week, the country put out a statement saying it would reconsider the June 12th summit in Singapore. And they cited a very valid reason, National Security Advisor John Bolton. In late April, Bolton had said the Trump administration was following the Libya model of disarmament, one that effectively ended with NATO military intervention and the killing of President Muammar Gaddafi less than a decade after he relinquished his nuclear ambitions, and perhaps a very strong deterrent. To make matters worse, Vice President Mike Pence also invoked the Libya model. Last weekend, he said that's what will happen if Kim Jong-un doesn't make a deal why are you being so fucking stupid <laughs> like do not bring up Gaddafi, who's dead yeah that I, and, and, and whose country is in chaos and, right now and he's also doing the the mafia thing that trump did on our uh, show last week uh, the rico doctrine which you can check out on well you know how you can check that out because you're listening to this right now Anyway, here's pompeo getting grilled about the libya model talk by ed markey democrat from massachusetts does insulting Mr. Secretary on negotiating partner now pass for American diplomacy? Senator, we've done everything we can to get us closer than America has been under previous administrations to achieving a really good outcome. We are determined to continue to work down that path. Right. Well, do you, do you think moving from fire and fury to let's talk and then in this letter, <laughs> moving to you talk about your nuclear capabilities but ours is so massive and powerful that I pray to God that we will never have to use them. That's talking about nu using nuclear weapons again, uh, as we were three weeks from sitting down with them, uh, based upon a response to our use of Gaddafi uh, as a model for denuclearization of the country. So we should be negotiating peace, Mr. Secretary, but you seem to want to negotiate war. One more thing to note on this hearing, Pompeo said the decision to cancel the summit only came after their counterparts stopped responding on questions of logistics. Here he is responding to New Jersey Democrat Bob Menendez. Over the past 
many days, uh, we have endeavored to do what Chairman Kim and I had agreed, was to put teams, preparation teams together to begin to work to prepare for the summit. And we had received no response to our inquiries from them. Well, if this is in fact true, I certainly can't blame any North Korean officials. Uh, I too would be getting cold feet over this John Bolton Libya model shit. I think there's only one solution here. Bolton has to be Tillersoned. I could get behind that. South Korean President Moon Jae-in was in Washington, D.C. like two days ago. And he's the main, he's one of the main reasons why all this was happening. His government getting elected. Mm-hmm. That's been the driving force here. So now he's been screwed over by Donald Trump over this. Who knows how they're going to react as far as trying to make deals uh, in the future here. And all that happened was North Korea talked shit about Mike, about John Bolton and Mike Pence. Well-deserved because Mike Pence and John Bolton were saying that they're going to Libya, North Korea. <laughs> yes. The, the, the uh, North Koreans were also upset about a joint military exercise between the U.S. and South Korea. But that happens all the time. North Korea, that is a common complaint from North, North Korean diplomats and North Korean officials. I will say that another factor here, I think, Trump watches TV. He reads press reports. He knows what liberals are saying. He, he watches MSNBC and Morning Joe. And ever since this meeting was announced... It's been constant press about what a bad idea this is and how Trump's going to get played and how Trump doesn't know what he's doing. I wouldn't doubt that that factored into his mind here, that he might just cancel this thing so he doesn't have to deal with that sort of bad press anymore either. Certainly, certainly could be the case. Either way, MSNBC should have uh, Ed Markey on more and Chris Coons on less if they're going to have on any Democrat. The Department of Justice is probing Bitcoin, according to a report in Bloomberg Thursday morning. The DOJ is joined by the CFTC in the investigation. Neither agency is commenting on it, though. The feds are looking into price manipulation of the cryptocurrency. There are concerns that Bitcoin markets are vulnerable to schemes like spoofing and wash trades. Basically, when investors make it look like there's a lot of action or demand in an asset to trick others into buying into it. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are currently hardly regulated. However, the CFTC has taken on overseeing Bitcoin derivatives markets. We have seen wild swings in Bitcoin prices over the last year. The cryptocurrency peaked at nearly $18,000 last December before tumbling down to around $7,000 currently. Expect it might go a little lower on, uh, on news of the DOJ investigation. Democrats and moderate Republicans are on the cusp of forcing immigration votes in the House. Now 23 Republicans have signed on to the discharge petition to bring immigration bills to the floor. They join 189 Democrats. The petition now only needs six more members to sign on for the legislation to come to the floor. There are still four Democrats who haven't signed the petition. And believe it or not, some have principled reasons for holding out. Vicente Gonzalez and Philemon Vela represent districts in Texas. They're concerned proposals will lead to Dems trading votes for Dreamers for votes for President Trump's wall. Democratic leaders deny this, saying it isn't in the cards. I guess we'll see. I guarantee it's in the cards. Finally, U.S. military security forces were found to be engaged in distributing and taking LSD. Woo! The acid was taken off duty along with cocaine and other illicit drugs. While on duty, the troops are tasked or were tasked 
with guarding U.S. nuclear missiles in Wyoming. The Associated Press reported that 14 individuals were disciplined and six more were court-martialed and convicted of LSD use and distribution. The wire service quoted some of the soldiers saying they took LSD because it made them feel more alive and, quote, they loved altering their mind. Possibly uh, guarding nuclear missiles is a little depressing, too. Yeah, yeah. Although when taking LSD, choosing the right environment is essential. I'm not sure while deployed to guard nukes is the right environment for that sort of stuff. (laughs) Seems like that's sort of hanging over you, even if you're not on duty. I don't Um, know. Maybe there are cool patterns on the nukes. (laughs) Maybe there are. But uh, dropping acid and tuning out, the troops are actually good again. Finally, a preview of this week's Sentinel cast. On Monday, the Supreme Court struck a blow against workers' rights in America. We discussed the case with someone who argued it. Daniel Ortiz is a distinguished law professor at the University of Virginia, director of the school's Supreme Court Litigation Clinic, and counsel for Lewis in Epic Systems Corp. v. Lewis. So, Professor Ortiz, I was wondering if you could briefly explain what concerted activity is uh, and the importance of the concept in American labor law. Well, uh, before the EPIC decision came down on Monday, uh, everyone thought that the term concerted activity was pretty broad and capacious. Uh, that it was meant to extend far beyond the central concerns of collective bargaining and you know joining a union forming union that sort of thing that you know, Congress when it uh, used that phrase in section 7 of the National Labor Relations Act was painting with a broader uh, brush now the court uh, in epic uh, in passing uh, threw a little shade uh, on that and suggested that going forward the understanding might be narrower and uh, tied much more closely to collective bargaining activities and not include things like joint legal action. Uh, But if it's unclear, Justice Gorsuch, in his opinion for the court, uh, didn't really spend a lot of time there, uh, didn't make it a central feature of the opinion. Uh, But as I said, he did throw some shade on the prior widely accepted view uh, that that term extended much broader protections to employees. So as a result of that, we have things like uh, uh, joining up together to sue the company is no longer considered concerted activity. What other uh, activities might be threatened by this ruling uh, that go beyond just organizing collective bargaining? Well, if you take it seriously, uh, it could go so far as to disrupt uh, you know, employees getting together and say running bad publicity uh, against an employer, uh, getting together to engage in certain kinds of forms of protest. You know, it's just not clear. Uh, so, I, but it, honestly, because Justice Gorsuch spent so little time there, uh, it may be that he was, you know, just trying to brush off something. Uh, that, you know, to him wasn't a central concern and didn't honestly pay that much attention to it. So we don't know until we see how employers try to push this in the lower courts uh, in the future uh, where it's going to go. So as we like to... It's just a worry. 
as we like to call it, collective ship posting might be uh, <laughs> might be in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks again to uh, Professor Ortiz to listen to the full interview. Eat your heart out, Mike Dicta. Yeah, I don't think Mike Dicta has had uh, anyone who's argued a case before the Supreme Court. Yeah, I, I don't think one of their uh, 93 hosts is uh, <laughs> argues before the Supreme Court. Anyway, to listen... Maybe one day. To listen to that full interview we did with Professor Daniel Ortiz, you're going to have to subscribe. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. It drops tomorrow. Before we go, let's check out the old listener rant line. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Fuck you, Nate. This is Aiden from Chicago, and I want to offer my congrats to Sam on his Washington Capitals making it to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in literally 20 years. Uh, Sorry, but uh, calling it right now, Knights and Five, uh... Goes to Barbara Bush, gonna fuck up. But hey, you know, maybe you'll get lucky and the Capitals will win in six or seven games and they can be the official team of Donald Trump in 2018. I know you're looking forward to it and so am I. See you guys. Love the show. Mm, caller brings up a good point. That is the dark side of all this. Well, I think it's a good problem to have. <laughs> To at least, uh, uh, I to be clear, I don't expect any of the team to make any kind of stand. No. Uh, and the, yeah, it's not going to happen. I predict if the Caps win, they will go to the White House and MSNBC will go nuts about Trump's new Russian connections. Mm-hmm. You know it. Hi, I'm a stuck in traffic and I laughed at the Hungry, hungry Hippos joke. Uh, thank you. Bye. Looks like the Hungry Hippos joke was good after all. Nice. Well, hello, boys. This is Jeff from Beauregard Sessions. I'm still stuck in this elevator here. <laughs> uh, it's been a little while now. No one's coming for me, it seems. But uh, I cut off one of my little pinkies and give that a little... little... <laughs> <laughs> I ate my little pinky and that's keeping me going. <laughs> so I should be all right. I called the elevator man. And he seemed like he was on marijuana, so he hung up the phone right away. Uh, no one wants to come and help me. I don't know why, after all the great things I've done, but I'll be all right. I'll get through this. Uh, just uh, just uh, sitting here in this goddamn elevator. Mm. Pray for our Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. Hey, at least he got to try a new food. If you have any messages you want to send to uh, Jeff Sessions while he's in the elevator, call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Other sponsors, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. The newscast returns Tuesday. Monday is a holiday. But Patreon subscribers can hear from us on Friday for the Sentinel cast. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.